0: It's time for Dodger Baseball. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! There it goes! See ya. The sports department at WFUV and the history behind it are a story largely untold. That is, until now. The voices that have shaped the student-run station for the last seven decades dive into their time at Rose Hill. This is the Off the Air podcast, the legacy of WFUV sports.
1: Episode 13 of the Off the Air podcast, Jackson Heil, Emmanuel Rabari here with you, and Eman. yet another week and another great guest coming our way, someone we both had the opportunity to work closely with, and that is Matt Murphy, the voice of the
2: Delaware Bluecoats, Alvernia football, and obviously an esteemed FUV alum as well. And Jackson, this takes me back to the Tom Scabelli, Dan Diorio episode where we heard some Matt Murphy references, someone we learned under, someone we were mentored by at FUV, and someone we were able to develop a great relationship with. Great to see him doing what he's doing right now and certainly someone you want to watch for in the years to come. As I'm sure you'll hear, he's the youngest voice in the G League right now doing stuff for the Delaware Bluecoats, doing
1: literally everything for them, play-by-play, play, social PR stuff and even like you mentioned Matt was someone we both got a chance to look up to during our freshman year at WFUV I mean I know we talked about it with Tom and Dan but it was those two John Furlong, Dan Bradley and Matt Murphy those were the five big guns really at FUV when we got here and especially on the play-by-play side Matt was doing it all when we were
2: here and he was someone I know certainly that I looked up to during my time at FUV. And something to note during the forthcoming episode with Matt is that relationship between himself, Tom, and Dan. Because it seemed every major men's basketball trip during our freshman year, their senior year, they were together. They were like a band going to each different A-10 site and embracing the atmosphere, the environment. So... That's something that we definitely had a chance to look up to, and it was almost like if they can do it, so can we. So they taught us a lot, and they also inspired us a lot to continue to grow at FUV.
1: So it should be a fun interview, someone we both consider a friend, a colleague, and a mentor, to be quite honest with you. But before we get into it, let's learn a little more about this week's guest on Off The Air.
0: This week on Off The Air, Matt Murphy. A 2018 Fordham graduate and Marty Glickman Award winner, Matt served as a play-by-play broadcaster, calling Rams football, basketball, and baseball, in addition to hosting WFUVs one-on-one. Shortly after his time in the Bronx, Murphy became the inaugural voice of Alvernia University football on Sports Radio 1240 in the Greater Philadelphia area. Also in 2018, Matt landed a play-by-play job with the Philadelphia 76ers G League affiliate, the Delaware Bluecoats, where he became the youngest broadcaster in the G League. Murphy will enter his third season with the Bluecoats this winter. Here's the Off The Air podcast with Matt Murphy.
3: Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. This has been a really cool podcast. I've enjoyed listening to the episodes. You've had a lot of great guests, so I'm really happy to be joining you and uh, excited for this one.
1: And we're more than happy to have you as well. Matt, obviously been a crazy few months with the coronavirus and quarantine. Have you been able to keep busy during these crazy times?
3: Yeah, from a, a work standpoint, Uh, I've been fortunate. I've had the chance to branch out a little bit and do some things with some of the other Harris Blitzer sports and entertainment properties that own the Sixers. They own the New Jersey Devils in the NHL. They also own a few esports properties as well. So I've gotten to do some NBA 2K League stuff with our 76ers gaming club, uh, 76ers GC. So some reporting on them during their season. Got to do some things as well with the Sixers on the public relations side during the playoffs. And that's on top of um, the day-to-day with the Bluecoats during our G League offseason. So had a lot of great opportunities. Um, obviously, it's a tough time for a lot of people, but I was fortunate to stay busy from that perspective. And then I guess away from work, doing what I can to uh, stay in shape, playing a little bit of golf, also playing pickleball. I don't know if you guys are familiar wow. with pickleball. Of course, It's kind of like, yeah, like for those who don't know, tennis meets ping pong, I guess, like the, a quarter of a tennis court and a net about the same size. So if pickleball ever gets added to the Olympics, <laughs> I've got a head start on training to be a uh, Olympian in pickleball.
2: <laughs> Where are you at in your golf
0: game?
3: I don't have an official handicap or anything uh, yet, but I enjoy playing golf. And I just played in a scramble this past weekend where we were four under as a group, through nine holes, finished five under, but the champions were 12 under. So not really that close, but it's coming along.
2: (laughs) There you go. Back to the work side, you mentioned the stuff you've been able to do to stay busy during this time. You also do a lot of communication stuff with the Blue Coats as well. How much has all of that opened your eyes to different aspects of the industry?
3: A lot. Um, The good thing about the G League is you get the chance to do a lot of different things and learn a lot of different skills. I guess it's similar to minor league baseball in that way. A lot of WFEV alums go that route as well um but we're familiar as broadcasters and beat reporters with things like game notes but you're the one doing them and as a broadcaster you kind of know what you'd like to see in them so it opens your eyes from that perspective It's, it's a lot of work but it's super helpful to be able to learn all these different things because especially nowadays you have to be as versatile as possible to contribute to organizations and i think you'll only see that more going forward it's a very digital space. Having social media skills is important. Having video and reporting skills and things like that on top of skills that we learned at WFEV like play-by-play. So it's very cool to see everything WFEV has done in the few years since I've been gone in terms of video and this podcast and so many different things because the more skills you have, the better. Make yourself as versatile as possible so that you can adjust to really anything. And I think now is the biggest example of that, that everyone's got, gotten creative with content. So in Delaware, I not only do the play-by-play on TV and some on the radio, but I do the social media for the Delaware Bluecoats. And I also do many of the communications responsibilities, such as the media relations and public relations components uh, that include things like the game notes, media guide, and all that. So it is crucial, and I've had a lot of great opportunities.
1: Matt, you are the youngest voice in the G League. So first off, congratulations on that title. Very impressive what you're doing at such a young age. Uh, take you. us through the process of uh, what it was like to going through the job process of getting
3: this job and what your two-plus years, two years there has been like so far. So I have told the story before, but I'll add a WFUV wrinkle at the end for you guys. Um I was sending my stuff around seeing what would stick um and I I'm from the South Jersey area so I was grew up with the Sixers. I knew about the blue coats in the G League. So I sent my tape out, ended up getting a chance to meet with some people there at the Sixers training complex in Camden, which is something I'll never forget. That was a really cool moment. But the WFUV tie comes in to our workshops. Anyone who's familiar with WFUV sports knows that Bob Ahrens and, and now Bobby C. and everybody, I mean, Marty Glickman before that, it was always about bringing people in who could help the broadcasters and people who do so many things in the WFUV sports department in the form of workshops where a professional broadcaster or a professional someone in the field comes in and gives you advice. And Doc Emmerich did a few while I was at Fordham. And in one of those, he said that it's very important to do your research on the person who is going to be interviewing you. So when I spoke with the Blue coats, part of that process was I had it flipped on me to do the interview, to interview the interviewer. So if I hadn't remembered what Doc Emmerich had said during a WFUV workshop, I wouldn't have prepared as much information and research on the person I was going to be meeting with. And it turned out that was like the main thing that they wanted to see if I could conduct myself in that way. And it worked out. I came in with a lot of information for that part of the process because of what I learned from Doc Emrick at Fordham. So it all came full circle during the process of getting in with the Bluecoats.
2: I think you mentioned an important point is that you're from that South Jersey area and now you're with the Bluecoats. You do some stuff with Alvernia football as well not only being able to land that job essentially right out of college, but to have it be in your backyard per se. How cool has that been?
3: It's been awesome. Um, I say it a lot. Like You don't know where you're going to end up, but it was somewhere I wanted to look first because I, I grew up in the area. The, the fans are super passionate. So to to be in with the Sixers organization over the last few years has been an incredible journey. Um, it's been a really exciting time for the franchise, and I'm grateful for it. Um, it's it's helped me in a lot of different ways in terms of my development. I've had a great support system around me because of it, um, whether it's family or friends, and I'm still close enough to even my high school and college uh, geographically so I can get to Fordham to do certain things, and I can see old friends and, and talk to old mentors and colleagues, so I think that's probably the biggest thing because – it is a grind when you're starting out in this business, so I think having the ability to be located close to home early in my career has really benefited me from the standpoint of that support system because I'm young and I'm I'm grinding, but I've been able to get through it a little bit better because I'm close to home at the beginning.
1: Matt, let's go to pre-FUV days. Um, was there a specific moment for you that? Really made you realize you wanted to be a broadcaster, or was it this something that was kind of always
3: a passion for you early on? I wouldn't say that I was passionate about broadcasting before college, and I think that's a testament to WfuV. I was always passionate about sports. So I get to Fordham, and like many people, you, you hear more and more about the WfuV program. You're maybe during uh, the club fair time or the first few weeks and you just keep hearing all these stories. So I didn't know I wanted to be on air until probably closer to my sophomore year of college. But I had heard so many good things. My dad is a New York native. He had grown up listening to things like one-on-one and knew a lot of the alums. So it kind of came together after I got onto campus. And when you start getting on air, that kind of fueled my fire. And then you keep hearing the names and of the famous alums. I mean, for me, now looking back, you hear the names, Mike Breen, Ryan Rucco, Chris Carino, Spiro Didis, like focusing in on the basketball side of things and realizing, hey, I can do this. I'm where they were. I think for me, that was, that was the biggest thing. Um, and now the, um, those people are colleagues in, in some respects, or more importantly, mentors for me. Uh, on the NBA scene. So I think it developed over time early in my college career.
2: How much did Bob Aaron specifically help you realize that?
3: I credit so much to Bob Arons. Um And there's a lot of funny stories too. Uh, I could, We could talk about his driving. I know that's been a big theme <laughs> of, of this podcast. <laughs> but keeping it play-by-play, X's and O's, that type of thing right here, Everything that I learned about improving my play-by-play came from Bob, and he would critique my demos, and and you guys know the drill, and so many people know the drill. We're one-on-one with him, uh, listening to your stuff most of the time in his office or whatever it was. But literally everything uh, that I used during college to get better at play-by-play came from from Bob when I was getting my early reps. Uh, even before like my senior year. So everything I learned during the demo stages of that. So I don't even, I can't even pinpoint like one piece of advice that he gave me. It, It was really all of it, but he was around for so many like important moments and his connections helped me so much. Some of the biggest interviews I've ever done to this point in my career, Marv Albert and Adam Silver, and both of those were Because of Bob's relationships, and Bob was standing five feet to my left or right uh, with Marv over the phone and with Adam Silver in person, he was right there and he was responsible for so much. So it was his tips when it comes to the mechanics of play-by-play. It was his relationships in the New York City area um, that really, really helped expedite the process for me.
1: I know you wanted to stay on the topic of play-by-play and X's and O's, but we can't go without mentioning Bob, without a great Bob story. Do you have one story that sticks out? Just what it could be about anything with Bob, because obviously there's so much when it comes to Bob Barrett.
3: I spent a lot of time with him uh, covering, if, if you're a B reporter at Fordham for WFUV for either the NFL, the Jets or the Giants, at during my time, Bob would be at almost every game with you. So I spent a lot of time with him my senior year covering the Jets. I also had the Cooperstown experience where he was driving that Dan Diorio mentioned in an earlier episode (laughs) of of this podcast where he was reversing on the the shoulder of the the highway. Um, But I will say, I'll I'll keep it a little bit inspirational, I guess, at least for myself. Um, I remember hearing Ryan Rucco say something during one of the FUV workshops. He told us that during one of his workshops, at Fordham, I think it was Gary Cohen said, you can do this. And I remember a lot of our alums saying, if Bob tells you, hey, you can do this or this, like this, like get serious about this early in your college career because you have what it takes, that, that was an important step. So I remember being in Bob's office probably my sophomore year, going over a basketball demo. And he said, he looked at me and said, you can do this. And that was all I needed to hear at the time. So I would say that's one of my memories of Bob that sticks with me the most, him giving me his seal of approval. Obviously, I I had a long way to go at that time and I still have a long way to go, but that meant a lot to me at the time and it still does.
2: You can't reference Bob without thinking about the impact he's had in facilitating those professional relationships with the New York market teams and then getting WFUV into places like the Super Bowl and the NFL draft, you had the opportunity to cover both of those things. And at Super Bowl 52, you saw your hometown team win a Super Bowl that you were covering. Plenty of people reference the kind of unreal out-of-body experiences they have at FUV that can't be replicated. Was that that for you? It definitely was. So,
3: We've talked about me being from the Philadelphia area. My dad, I also referenced, is not from the Philadelphia area, but he, like many people who live in this area, Mm -hmm. all you hear about is the Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles. So he still followed the Eagles. And I was able to FaceTime him from the field after the Eagles had won the Super Bowl. And I just remember seeing the smile on his face like that I was on the field at the Super Bowl covering it. It was really cool. I tried to FaceTime my brother as well, but he was – I think on Broad Street celebrating the Eagles victory and his phone didn't have service, but he still regrets not being able to show his friends the, the live scene via FaceTime from the field. But that was so cool. Um, it was one of the many uh, great events that I got to cover because of WFUV. Um, a lot on the basketball side as well, but unbelievable for the timing to work out where it's, it's the Eagles in the Super Bowl. My, my senior year, we were there for, a week on Radio Row, um, Tom Scavelli, James Corrigan, Dan Diorio, Charlie Maizano, So many great memories with those guys, particularly Tom and Dan uh, during my senior year, and that was definitely, if not the best highlight. You know, I would say it was the best highlight, getting to be there in Minnesota, covering the lead up to the game, and then the Eagles beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl.
1: Matt, obviously, you've mentioned a lot of great FUV experiences so far, and in addition to that, you talked about your relationship with Tom and Dan specifically, which it seemed like you guys were pretty much a trio on road trips everywhere for men's basketball senior year. What was it like being able to work with those two specifically? Obviously, they're at Barstool now and you've kind of gone your own path. But what was the experience being able to work with those
3: two like? It was a great experience. Um we had the student section podcast. <laughs> Never forget the college basketball podcast, the student <laughs> section. Um, and it was me, Tom, Dan, James Decker for a period who was a grade above us. I actually got the chance to catch up with Tom and Dan before the pandemic in New York City. I think it was January. So that was pretty cool. They're doing great things at Barstool. And if anybody hasn't listened to your episode with them, I, it was early on and it was a really good interview. They're doing great things. I'm really proud to see that. Um, during our time at Fordham, it was it was a great time. I, like I said, I mean, we, we got to go to so many cool places. I, I went to Jamaica. Tom and I, with John Furlong, got to do the Fordham men's basketball, Jamaica Classic um, in Montego Bay. That was something I'll never forget. Me, Tom, and Dan got to do a Fordham men's game basketball at West Virginia when West Virginia was the number 10 team. In the country. And then I remember to tie it into the student section podcast, we were always looking for guests. I remember being home in Philly and kind of driving Tom and Dan. I say home in Philly, just outside Philly is my home, but I remember being in Philly and driving Tom and Dan around to show them some of it. It was like a Friday night. Fordham was going to play St. Joe's, and we had the call the next day. We were always looking for guests for our show. And we said, hey, maybe we can talk to Joe Lenardi and get him on because he's the, the radio analyst for St. Joe's. And we'll say, we'll, we'll talk to him during shoot around or pregame and try to get him on at halftime. Well, as it turns out, the Friday night before, we're just driving down Lancaster Avenue in suburban Philadelphia and uh, like outside of Philadelphia near Villanova. And Joe Lenardi is walking down the street. He was probably the only person on the street And we pull up next to him and ask him if he wants to come on our halftime show the next day. So it was just a weird coincidence there. But everything goes back to the relationships you have at WFUV and getting to do the podcast with Tom and Dan, getting to go to so many different events with uh, those guys and and others from my class on the, the college basketball side, on the professional side, just memories that I'll never forget.
2: Matt your work doing play-by-play at FUV culminated in winning the Marty Glickman Award in 2018. How much did that honor mean to you, and how much did it help you in your early career? It meant so
3: much. I, I consider Fordham the the top sports broadcasting school in the country, and you guys know the drill. We apply to get in, and, and you have to get accepted into it. It's a professional radio station with such a storied history. Um, I still have the email from Bob Aaron's when I was accepted to the program as a freshman because it just felt big. I didn't even know everything that I was going to go on and get to do, but I still save that email. I still have it. I'll probably frame it someday because it felt big to be a part of WFUV. So to be in the, the group of people who were fortunate enough to win the Glickman Award, I'm honored and grateful to be a part of that group. And I often think of the message on the trophy from Marty Glickman to consider the listener. I know Chris Carino, the voice of the Nets, talked about that when you guys interviewed him. Definitely a message that I think about a lot. And then from the standpoint of that group that I'm associated with, and Emmanuel, I know you're a two-time winner now, so that's awesome. Um, the group that I'm that we're associated with, the first name on the plaque that my name is on, I believe it's the first it might be the second but let's call it the first the first name on the glickman plaque is spiro didis in 2001 and the last name on the plaque is me until they switched plaques but the last name on the plaque is me in 2018 and spiro has been a a great mentor to me like so many people on the nba circuit he ends up becoming the, the voice of the lakers at age 25 so a great person for me to look up to and yeah, to win that award in 2018, just super grateful for that opportunity.
1: Matt, before we left to go, let's shift over to kind of what's going on in the world right now. And obviously, a unique format for the NBA, playing in a bubble, playing their postseason in a bubble, obviously, it's been a kind of a crazy first round with everything that has happened. What's overall been your opinion of the basketball that's been going on and kind of everything with the boycotts to Jamal Murray and Donovan
3: Mitchell going at it. What's been your opinion of the bubble so far? It's been really cool to see how the, the – well, first of all, how great of a job the league has done to put it on, and then more importantly, how well the the players and coaches have done with getting their messages across during the that period because it, it's such a big platform. And I think the idea of hope – I couldn't be more hopeful for the next few years in the sports industry and what's to come. Sure, it's, it might be calling games off monitors like so many people in the bubble are doing. I know a handful of them are there as well. But whether it's on monitors, in person, there's just so many opportunities to use the platform of sports. I think the future is bright. I think this is a time for us all in the industry to grow. The NBA is growing right now and those players are using their platform very well, like I said, and this is where we grow and I'm proud to be growing with it. I think the future is really bright. So I'm very hopeful for what the next five years or more are gonna look like.
2: Matt, before we get you out of here, there are a couple of overarching questions we'll sometimes leave our interview subjects off with. We'll leave you with this. WFUVs remain strong for so many years through so many different eras. If there was one piece of advice you could pass down to the next generation, maybe a freshman walking on campus for the first time this year, about how FUV remains strong into the future, what would that be? I'm
3: going to borrow advice from Tony Rialli, another WFUV sports alum. Say yes to everything, even if it's something that you're not sure of. I wasn't even sure that I wanted to be on air at first. I thought I was going to be a producer my freshman year, but I said yes to a a hockey podcast and I liked being behind the microphone. Has nothing to do with what I do now uh, on the play-by-play side, but it does have to do with my on-air broadcasting career. Um, Say yes to everything. You never know until you try it. Um, and just keep at it. Keep working hard, but don't close any doors. Give everything a chance, and yeah, say yes to everything.
1: Great time, as always, getting to catch up with Matt Murphy. Glad to consider him a friend and also a mentor to all of us in this industry. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time. Glad to see you're doing well,
3: and best of luck with everything going forward. Great catching up with you guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you for having me.
1: So once again, that was Matt Murphy voice of the Delaware blue coats, voice of Alvernia football, and, of course, a WFUV sports alum. E-Man, always a pleasure to get to catch up with him. A great time. And always great to see someone as young as Matt is doing so well in the industry, just about two years removed from his time as a college student and a voice of WFUV sports. We'd love to see him doing well. And obviously a great conversation getting to catch up with him about a bunch of different
2: things, whether it be Bob Aaron's. What's going on in the G League? Great time as always with Matt. Impressive to say the least. And he has it all right now in the sense that he has a great job with the Delaware Bluecoats. It's right in his backyard. He's someone who's gotten to stay local after graduation, do what they love. And Jackson, very excited to see the progress he makes in the years to come.
1: Absolutely. And one of the big things that really stuck out to me about the things he said I mean, you, you look about so many of the people that have come through WFUV. And Bob Arons has been the influence of so many. I mean, we talk about his two big interviews with Marv Albert and Adam Silver. Bob Arons is standing right beside him when he did those interviews. And we really can't underestimate the impact that Bob Ahrens has had on so many people at WFUV, including the both of us who are pretty, he's pretty much the reason both of us went there and so many others. And to see the impact that he's had on guys throughout this industry, including
2: Matt, is really special. And we can joke all we want, but that fearless force of Bob is one of the reasons you get some of those interviews, one of the reasons you are encouraged and are pushed to get better at whatever you're doing while you're at the station. So you're not in a position to interview Adam Silver or Marv Albert unless Bob is a bit of a pest, and he's a pest in a good way, and he's able to lock those things down and secure some of the better moments, not only in your college career, but your career as a whole.
1: So once again, Matt Murphy, one of the brightest young voices in the industry. We're really excited to see the steps that he's going to take going forward in his career. He's got a bright future in this industry, and we had an awesome time getting to catch up with him on this episode of Off the Air. Episode 13 in the books, episode 14 coming up next week. Once again, stay tuned at WFUV sports on Twitter, or you can check us out at WFUV sports.org. All our interviews are posted there. All our interviews are on our YouTube page. So be sure to be on the lookout for any of our past interviews and our interviews to come in the future. Once again, from Emmanuel Bravari, I'm Jackson Isle. Off the air is a production of WFUV sports.